Does safety and health matter to you? Do you believe the safety and health of your work colleagues helps your business thrive? You're listening to the Safety Realm Podcast with your host, Anthony Jr., a specialist in safety and health-related topics and a man who believes safety should be a core value for all people in every nation. Here's Anthony Jr. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Anthony Kemp Jr. Thank you for tuning into the Safety Room, where we discuss all things safety and health related. I hope you all get some value out of this. So this is part two to the um, contract evaluation that I was speaking on. And um, I want to kind of continue where I left off. So previously, I was talking about the safety information um, of a contract that I was actually filling out and of an evaluation form that I was filling out rather. And I talked about the man hours work that they were asking for, the OSHA recordable rate, lost time accident rate, and the number of fatalities. They were asking for this information within the past three previous years. So then as we continue down this paper, it says contractor site safety representative information. That would be me. Right. So I had to put my name, my number down and my email address down so that they can know who's representing the business on the safety side of things. And then there's a section that says this, the parties, the parties covenant and agree as follows regarding work specifically related to HVAC or mechanical work for XYZ company. I'm not going to reveal the company, but. I can say that I do work for a mechanical HVAC, plumbing, pipe fitting, sheet metal company. And so as we see here, it says contractor, as I'm looking here, rather, it says contractor safety representative initials. So what they were looking for is me being the site safety representative was for me to put my initials on the agreements of the things that we have. And this is just some of the things that they asked for. The contractor shall provide a current certificate of insurance. So you got to have insurance. The contractor shall, at its own expense, obtain and maintain in good standing all permits and licenses required by any authorized, I'm sorry, authorities having jurisdiction over the business of the contractor. The contractor shall also comply with all federal, state and local laws and regulations which are applicable to its business. And in particular, those affecting the health and safety of workers and compensation and environment and environmental matters. So in other words, what they're saying is there are some things that we want to make sure you have in paperwork documentation before we even think about you guys coming out and doing work for us. We want to make sure that you got these bare minimum things that's required to do business. OK, um, another section talks about making sure that we actually are keeping up with our records. Who are we training? What are we training them on? Do we have documentation of that? Are we providing certifications or certificates for that to say that this person has been trained? They want to know that as well. Some more information here. Um, that I want to talk to you about is work site meets. In other words, how often will you be coming out site? When you guys on site, 
when you guys are doing this work, who's going to be coming out here as a supervisor or in a leadership authoritative role to be able to say, hey, we can do this, but we can't do that. Like, who, who do you have in your business to do that? And believe it or not, I, I'm, I kid you not, I just looked at an evaluation and one of the questions that it asked very boldly was, you do random pop-ups. Do you do random pop-ups on the skilled trades or the foremans or the journeymans that's doing the work? Well, why, Anthony, would you do random pop-ups and why do they really care about just you coming out from time to time supervising the work and you being involved? The truth is, a lot of times as humans, we suffer from having integrity. We'll know that something is right to do. We'll know sometimes that something is is wrong to do. And that is when our integrity comes in or we hold in fast the integrity of, hey, when I said I was going to work for this company, I said I was going to abide by a specific set of rules and principles that this business offers and requires and it takes integrity to do that when nobody's watching. And I found out many human beings struggle with integrity. And so, you know, that's another reason why they want people to do site safety audits. By the way, it doesn't always have to just be a safety professional. It could be anybody in a leadership role coming out and saying, hey, I'm not the safety personnel that the company is paying to do this specifically. But as a supervisor, because I am responsible for the safety and health of each of these employees, I'm coming to do a safety audit. I'm coming to see what you're doing. And when I say safety audit, guys, I'm just saying you're looking for specific hazards. You're looking for how the employee is working to see if there's any hazardous conditions that they may be working in that they may not see or that they're just honestly blankly just ignoring because they don't think anything can happen to them. So this is part two. I'm going to end it here on a part two. I'll come back with a part three and we'll start talking about contractor documentation and some other things like that that they ask for. With that being said, my name is Anthony Kemp Jr. You have been tuning into the safety realm where we discuss all things safety and health. I'll holler at y'all boys and gals later. Peace. If you enjoyed this segment, feel free to subscribe to the Safety Realm podcast to hear more safety and health-related topics. Also, contact Anthony Jr. for collaborations and questions at safetyrealm@outlook.com. Furthermore, subscribe to the Safety Realm YouTube channel for visual discussions. And remember, folks, safety is health.